I don't know. All right, good evening. Today we're learning Maseches Kedushin Daf Ayin Zayin, and we're starting about 10 lines or so from the bottom of Ayin Vava Medbez at the two dots that reads, which one are we at? Rabiosi Omer Af Mishahaya. So um, what we were saying over there was people, let's just look back in the Mishnah to get the exact language. Rabiosi has said in our Mishnah, even people who were signed in the Bezdin of Arke Hayushana. So what was that talking about? The Gemara says, my time up, because daike umechasme. First, they are medayik. They look into the people. They make sure that they're valid to be chosein. And once they sign, that's testimony that they are considered ksherim as it relates to getting married. The Gemara continues, ben Antigonus. And if you look back in the Mishnah on Ayin Vav his line over there was that if you were written into the Istratya Shamelach, if you were written as into one of the troops, as to one of the soldiers, then you were considered to be trusted. So the Gemara seems to say, um, uh, that's not so Pasha, but let's at least start with a basic framework. We're talking about the soldiers who were in Chayelos uh, of Beis David. Those are the soldiers who are considered to be Meyuchasim. And therefore we trust that they are Ksherim and we don't have to do research on them. Amar of Yosef Maikra, how do we know that the Chayelos Shel Beis David were so from? The Pasuk reads, and it's a little bit of a play on words here because it's not spelled with a Samech, but it says, mm-hmm. From the word Yichus, the sin and the Samech are being viewed as interchangeable. So therefore we see that they're interchangeable. Why is it? Therefore we see, I should say, that um, one who is in the army has Yichus. Says the Gemara of a time of my, why is it that the Chayelos Shel Beis David had to have Yichus? Why couldn't anyone enlist? Now in the Israeli army, we have Druzim, we have uh, Israeli Arabs, we have Russians, uh, non-Jews galore. There's plenty of non-Jews. So why is it that in the Chayelos Shel Beis David, we wanted everyone to be from, that we wanted everyone to have Yichus? Says the Gemara, Amr of Yehuda, Amr Rav, Misayatan. Yeah, that's a that's a stark, beautiful answer. The reason why we ha- want to have people who are miyuchasim who are fighting in the war is because they then can lean on the fact that there's suchus avos, something that we often don't think about. But the Gemara shares this in other places that the tefillah of a tzaddik ben Russia is not as powerful as the tefillah as the tefillah of the tzaddik ben tzaddik. So, to by war, we want to make sure as many people as possible are miyuchasim because that will help the war. Says the Gemara, wait one minute. In the Chayelos Shel Beis David, there were a few characters who seemingly were not Meyuchasim. The Gemara says, seven lines from the bottom of Ayin Vava Medbeis, seems like he's an Ammonite. So the Gemara says, my love to Asime Amun. Wasn't he born there? Isn't he a guy from Amun and not a Meyuchas? The Gemara says, lo, to Yosif Amun. He happens to live there, but he's not a local. They just called him that because of the city he lived in, but he really was a Meyuchas. We all know who Uriah Hachiti was. Anyone know? Bathsheba's husband before he was killed in war. Big discussions in the Gemara. Did, was David Chote or was David not Chote by putting Uriah on the front lines? And there are Shitas Lakan, Ulakan. Anyways, look at Uriah's last name, Hachiti. He's a, he's a Hittite. That's not good. Those people are, we have a din to kill them. So what's going on over here? How can he? How can Uriah be considered to be a Meyuchas? So the Gemara says, My love to Asimeches. Doesn't it mean that he came from the land of Chiti? No, lo, the Yossi Beches only lives there. Okay, but there's another guy, but Ika Itai Hagiti. And Bechitema, if you want to say over here, Hachanami di Yossi Begas, if you want to say over here that really he's a Meyuchas, but he just lives in a city of Gas. That can't be. 
Because when Itai Hagiti Ubitla, the Itai Hagiti came along and nullified. This is talking about a Gemara Navoda Zara. And for the context, we're going to look in Rashi. Rashi's five lines from the bottom. Dibura Maskil Vaha Amar Nachman. He says, Bemasechas Avodazara, and onto the first very long line of Rashi at the bottom of the page, three lines from the bottom. Ba Itayagiti Shahaya Ove Kochavim. Ubatla la avodas kochavim shalateras malkam. This guy, Itayagiti, was definitely a guy. And Rashi says from Masechah Zavodazar that this guy was an absolute guy. So that's a kasha on, uh, on someone who is in the Chayelo Shalbis David. Forget about being a Miyuchas. He was a guy del Raisa. That's one kasha. The Odin, furthermore, Amar of Yehuda Amarab, Arba Meos Yeladim Hayulod David. There were 400 children that were attributed to David. The Kulam Bnei Yafas Toar Hayu. And they were all children of a Yafas Toar, as we know under very certain and strict circumstances that we've learned about in the past. Um, a, a POW who was a female could be taken as a wife. We'll relearn the sugya in about seven years because we learned it a few months ago. They had their hair cut in a way where the sides were cut down. It's like a mullet type of haircut with a lot of hair in the back. They were all sitting in uh, in chariots of gold, they would go in front of all of the soldiers. These people were were major soldiers of based of it. So this is a double kasha. We have this kasha of Itai Hagiti, and we have these 400 kids who were the children of B'nai Yafas Tor. Yafas Tor was a shiksa. She wasn't a yid, which means that the kids are going. So forget about the fit. For sure not miyuchasim. So what was this talking about? It must be, says the Gemara, last three words on the page, the alma. they were only there to scare everyone, but they weren't actually in the chayalo shel based of it. Rashi at the bottom of the page, of aloha In order to be an actual soldier in the chayalo shel based of it, you needed to be a miyuchas, because as the Gemara mentioned, we wanted to have... <clears throat> There's a chus avos that applied for people in the battle. So let's say you have a young soldier who's a big tzaddik, and he's a tzaddik, ben tzaddik, ben tzaddik. You want him fighting. Give the guy a gun. Give him some lessons. Make sure he knows what he's doing so he doesn't shoot himself in the face. And then move on. And then uh, let him shoot because he has zechuyos that are stronger than the bullets. That's what the Gemara says. That's why the chayelos based of it all had to be miyuchasim. We are now at the top of Ayin Zayin, Amad Aleph. No small page and no small task. We're going to be discussing distinctions in halal status. We know that a halal is a child that's born to an illicit relationship with a kohen. But we'll see distinct distinctions between men and women. Uh, the first half of this Gemara, uh, the first page of this Gemara is a little bit more complicated. And then on the Amud Beis, it eases up a little bit. Um, on that point, we're going to be stopping about uh, three-fourths of the way down, maybe a little bit uh, less than that. And then tomorrow's shear is going to be posted and recorded. I won't be available tomorrow night. Um, I'm teaching some other class that's not Gemara, but I don't have a choice. It's not even Torah, but I still don't have a choice. Um, so we're going to have to record and post for tomorrow. What? I didn't hear you, but I heard you. The Gemara says on the top of Ayin Zayin of an Aleph, a new Mishnah. Bas Chalal Zachar, the daughter of a Chalal, of a man who is a Chalal. That daughter is Psulamina Kahuna Laolam. The daughter of a man who is a halal is never allowed to marry, and neither she, and as we'll soon see in the Gemara, nor any female descendants in her chain. Any of her descendants, they're not allowed to marry a Kohen ever. There's a status of halal, halala, whatever it is in the, in the female, for all of the women and future descendants. What? It sounds like a to me. Well, this whole page was a chiddush to me because uh, I did not know any of it. I mean, I knew some basic things, but... 
it's pretty humbling. You know, you, some Dafkin Gemara, you're like, I got this, which is not true, by the way. But then you get to Gemara's and you're like, I, I don't got this. <laughs> it's like a little, so that was, that was the Gemara today. So that's the opening line of the Mishnah that all of the women, if a woman is born to a male, to a halal, all of the female descendants from her will always be halal, halala, and they are not allowed to marry in to the Kohen group. It seems to be that way uh, from the framing of the Mishnah, but I don't know, like the mice and the mice, I don't know. It would be a big problem because we, as we've been discussing, Michus is very, very hard to track. It's very easy for one person before the DNA test to have Tashma Shamita and to have a baby that she said really was her husband's, but it really was. It's so easy, not easy, easy, but it's it's very likely that there are people out there who are. Hagam, absolutely. In a way, Gerus is cleaner because there's nothing to worry about. We know we know you are a guy. We know that you were probably Mizana. We assume that we assume you were, but once you convert, so all of that is erased and then you start over. It's not Pasha. It's not Pasha. But that's what the Gemara said many blot ago. If you remember that uh, some of the Amorayim were like raced out of town so that they wouldn't say what they knew about the communities because then everyone would end up getting divorced because <laughs> there was a whole city that was Avadim. They didn't know they were Avadim. Yes. One of the Amorayim knew they were Avadim. It's a big yeah. problem. So we have halachic pathways in order to make sure that we can stay married to our spouses uh, even though there's elements, small elements of suffix as to whether or not they're cherim, that they're miyuchasim, not pasha. That's din number one, that the daughter of a halal will always be psula. Okay, a regular Yisrael, shenosa halala. Let's say that the man is not a halal, but the woman is a halala. So you have a woman who's a halala. Bito ksheira lekehuna. Distinction. When it's a man who is the halal, then all female descendants will always be halala. But when it's a halala, and she became a halala by having an inappropriate relationship, as we'll soon discuss, then all of her descendants, all of her daughters, will be ksheira lekahuna. It's only when the, when it starts with a male is it problematic. When it starts with a female, then she's the only one who cannot marry a kohen. That's it. Her next generation is ksheira lekahuna. And then the Gemara repeats a din, seemingly the same thing as the first line, halal Yisrael bito The Gemara is going to ask why we're saying this, even that answer I don't understand, but we'll get there when we get there. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, he says, I want to extend this din of halal to a broader area of halacha. He says, bas ger zachar kebas halal zachar. The daughter of a ger who's male has the same status of the daughter of a halal zahar in that all of the daughters are psula lekahuna. That means, seemingly according to the Tanakama, that the daughter of a ger cannot marry a cannot marry a kohen. That's what it looks like from this gemara. Let me say that again to make sure it's right. Yeah, the daughter of a male ger. So if a man converts and gets married and has a baby, so his daughter is not allowed to marry into the Kohen world. She cannot marry in Kohen. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, Yisrael Shanosa Gioras. Let's say the man wasn't the Ger. Let's say that the man was a regular Yid. One not like me. I'm a regular Yid. I grew up in a, in a, or in a Jewish home for many generations. So Yisrael Shanosa Gioras, if I married a Gioras, Bito Ksheira Lekehuna, then even though my wife would be in this theoretical construct of Gioras, our daughter could still marry a Kohen. So this is the Gemara is trying to make a comparison between the world of, um, of Halal and Ger. That's what the Gemara says. 
And a man who marries a Bas Yisrael, a man who's a Ger, uh, that this is Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer differentiates and, and argues against Rabbi Yehuda. He holds that a Ger who marries a Yisrael, his daughter is Ksheir Lekuhuna. So Machlokes Tanoim, if a Ger's daughter, if a male Ger's daughter can marry a Kohen Machlokes Tanoim, good data to have at the table. Not good data to bring up halacha You should be quiet because you probably, and I for sure don't know how to paskin in these cases. I don't know. Is it mutav shiushogigin ve'altimuzidin? Better to just shut your mouth and let things carry on. Not simple. Let's continue. First of the very long lines on Ayin Zayin, continuing in a difficult Mishnah. Aval. Rabbi Eliezer continues and says, Ger shenosa giores. If you have both Ger and Giores, both of them were going, and they both converted at an, in an appropriate rabbinical court, Bito Kahuna for sure. That nobody seems to argue. I did a bris for a family like this in Salisaw, Oklahoma. Both the husband and the wife were Goyim Doraisa. They both converted here through the CRC. I went down to Salisaw. They're the only Jewish family there. The neighbors were a from their language, a bunch of anti-Semites used to take crazy glue and squeeze it into the keyhole of their tractors. Like real, you know, they were the only Yidden who were there. They were both Gerim. Their daughters cannot marry Kohanim. Their daughters cannot marry Kohanim because both parents, that's according to everybody. See, again, Pashas of Mishnah. And also extending the din still more. Whether or not we're talking about an heir, a ger, or an evid meshukhrar, afilu ad yudoros, ad shetehei imom Yisrael, we have to wait 10 generations, um, even if they're no longer in that role, provided that the ima, the aim is a Yisrael, and that, that's when things will change over. We'll analyze this line in the Gemara, not today, but down the road, because again, a little bit cryptic. Lastly, for our Mishnah, Rav Yossi Omer, af ger shenasa giores, bitok lekehuna, dissenting opinion. Even if both the couple and Salasad, they're both Goyim who became Gerim, their daughter is allowed to marry a Kohen. Basically, every Shita under the sun exists in this Mishnah. This is why we need to learn with Rishonim, why we need to learn with Shulchan Aruch, Shachs and Taz, is why we need Rabbanim, we need Igris Moshe and all the Shilas and Shuvas to get through all of these cases. Super, super, super complicated. And I, and I believe most of us, can't pask in these Shilas and should not even touch them with a 10-foot pole. These are powder kegs. They're very dangerous to talk about at the table because there are gayrim in our community who would be deeply insulted by a hint of something that might be off, even if it might be Allah said, so you should still be careful to talk about. The Gemara asks on something that we learned in the first line mm-hmm. of our of our Mishnah. The Mishnah on the top line, it said that the, the daughter of a man who's a halal was So the Gemara says, my le'olam. Why did you add the word la'olam? We could have learned the same halacha without. The Gemara says, I might have thought, that perhaps the limitations that we have by a halal are similar to that, to a mitzri or an adomi. Just like by a mitzri and an adomi, things change. Perhaps in our case of a halal, things change that they don't. The female descendants of a male halal will forever be a halala. She could never marry into a Kohen, according to the Tanakh. Two dots, eight lines down, nine lines down. Yisrael Shanasa halala. That's the second din of our Mishnah. We said that if a, a regular Yisrael man marries a halala, that her daughters are allowed to marry into the Kohen, to the Kohen family. 
Says the Gemara, how do we know this to be true? We have a Gzera Shava. That's one Pasuk, that we cannot make a Chalal of the Zara with his nation. By the world of Tuma, we also have the language of Be'amav. So we make a bridge. What's our Gzera Shava? Just but like by Tuma. Only men who are Kohanim have a restriction of Tuma. Women don't. So that and Velona Kevos. Afkan, perhaps over here we can make the extension and say that when it comes to Halal, the din of a Halal, making all of his female descendants into Halala, is only a din by men and not a din by women. That's how the Gemara distinguishes based on this. So we see that we follow the paternal line to determine if the daughters will be Halala. So says the Gemara Elameata. If it's true that we're following the paternal line, then maybe the following should be true. Bito shall Kohen Gadol, who marries an almana, tishteri. Kohen Gadol is a kosher. He marries an almana who's a psul for him. Who's the kosher one? He's the kosher one. She's the pasal one. But you just said by a halal that we follow patrilineal descent. And if the father is a, is a halal, then all the daughters are going to be problematic. So why don't we follow patrilineal descent over here? The father is a kosher. He did a maisa, a maisa shall iser. The Kohen Gadol cannot sleep with an Almana or marry an Almana. Maybe we should follow that too and say that the daughter in this case should be Tishtari and that she shouldn't be a problem, says the Gemara. That's not correct because of the Pasuk. We're a quarter of the way down at the end of the line. I and Zayin and Miksiv, no, no, Zaroksiv, it applies to both. A Kohen Gadol who marries an Almana, all of their children are going to be problematic. And what's the drush over here? Lo Yechalel Zaro that's what the Pasuk means. So it says the Gemara, fine, but maybe Basbino Tishtari, maybe that the din of a halal having a multi-generational impact is only by a halal. And perhaps we should say that by a Kohen Gadol who marries an Almana, that the granddaughter, that the son's daughter should um, should be allowed to marry back into the Kohen family, says the Gemara, no. Ksiv, the Pasuk says, lo yichalel zaro. What is this hekish? Makish zaro lo. Mahu Bito Psula, just like the Kohen Gadol, his daughter's apostle, Afbeno, so to the Kohen Gadol's son, Bito Psula. So seemingly the case would be that it would always be true for a Kohen as well. If a Kohen marries an Almana, all of his female descendants will also be problematic, even though it's the opposite of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said when the man is a Halal, all the female descendants are going to be Halala. Over here by the Almana and the Kohen Gadol, there we see, we also have a similar idea that all of their next generations will be following the mother, which is the opposite of what our Mishnah said, but all of them are going to be halalos. That's what the Gemara seems to say. Asks the Gemara a third of the way down, Bas Bito Tissar, that perhaps the granddaughter should be Aser. Let's take a look at Rashi to see what this is talking about. Rashi says halfway down, Bas Bito, Bas Bito Halala. The daughter of his daughter, who is a halala, tissar mehachakesha. Perhaps the hekesh shouldn't only be through the son of the Kohen, but even through the daughter of the Kohen. The Gemara says, no, im Cain, if we were to do that, you would undercut and undermine the effectiveness of the Gzeira Shava. Im Cain, Gzeira Shava, my ahanile. The Gzeira Shava would be useless, and that cannot be. Therefore, even though the question is logically good, but the source we know is a valid source, because Gzeira Shava, according to many, can only be learned from a Rebbe, all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu, and therefore the Gzeira Shava has to stand, and therefore the question falls apart. That brings us to the two dots, and now this is the third line of the Mishnah that we're analyzing. 
The third line of the Mishnah reads <coughs> here between the two dots, This was the same as the first in. We already learned about this. So why is it that we're repeating ourselves? So it says the Gemara, Because we learned about this in the Resha, we, what did we learn in the first case of the Resha? That Yisrael Shanasa Chalala, that language is Yisrael Shanasa Chalala. We wanted to have the inverse of that language. Equals and opposites are great for memorization. Therefore, Tani Nami Seifa, Tana Nami Seifa, Chalal Shanasa Bas Yisrael. The Gemara says, Masnis and Delokar Abdustai ben Yehuda. Perhaps our Mishnah is not like the Shita of Rav Dustoi ben Yehuda. What is different between Rav, 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 Rav Dustoi? Ben Yehuda in our Mishnah. The Gemara says, Ditanya. Rav Dustai Ben Yehuda Omer, Keshem Shebnei Yisrael Mikvatara Lechalalos. Just like uh, men are able to marry Chalalos, Kach Menos Yisrael Mikvatar Chalalim. Seems to be that he has no problem at all with our with our Mishnah. Our Mishnah seems, I'm sorry, he, does, he doesn't agree with our Mishnah. Our Mishnah seems to say, black on white, that the female descendants of a male halal are problematic. He says no problem at all. My time of the Rav Dustoy Rav Yehuda. Why is it the Rav Dustoy Rav Yehuda doesn't say like our Mishnah? Because Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, we're halfway down. Lo yichalel zaro be'amav, be'am echad hudemechal. When does a child become a halal? Only when both parents are the same. If both parents are halalim or both are psulim, then the daughter becomes a halala. But if you only have one of each, a kosher and a puzzle, the daughter cannot become a halal. And what was our case in our Mishnah, top line of the page? Bas halal zachar, who married a regular Yisraelis. That daughter is a halal forever. So therefore, it must be that Rav Dustoy, Rav Yehuda holds, that when both parents are both halalim, that's when their daughter becomes a halala. But Bishnei Amimim, if they're two different kinds of Jews, one a kosher and one a pasil, no mechal. So it seems from here that we actually have an even added opinion to our Mishnah. We thought we had all the opinions in our Mishnah. We didn't. Now we added another one. And we go across the boards over here from who can be a halal and who cannot. Do we follow only the maternal line? Do we follow only the paternal line? Do I need one parent to be a halal? Only the father or both parents according to Abdusta Ibrahim? So there's a variety of shitas. And this page alone would require weeks of research to get clear, as do most Dapim and Shas. But this particular one has so many shitas, and we need to understand the underpinnings of each of them to get it clear. Does that have an effect on whether a child would need a vigilant bank? Is it probably because it's a bus calling? Or the father wants to call? Well, if either of them would be a, a Kohen or a Levi, it would ruin. My wife's a bus Levi. No pidyon Right. But she's not a halal. No. You're, oh, you're asking, is a halala stripped yeah. away of kahuna to the point that there would be a mitzvah pidyon aben? Right. No idea. I don't know. Good guess, but I don't know. My guess would have no teeth to it. Good question. Halfway down, the Gemara says in the middle of the page of Brisa, Tanu Rabbanan, the Pasuk says, Lo yechalel zaro. Um, so you should not make your children chalalim. Ainli elazaro. He atzma minayin. She herself, and Rashi points out that when a Kohen Gadol marries an Almana, that's our case. When a Kohen Gadol marries an Almana, I understand that the child is problematic. That's what we just learned. But what about the woman herself? If a Kohen Gadol marries an Almana, 
does she become a halala? Or she did something usher and only her child is a halala. The Gemara says, Amris Kalvachomer. There's a Kalvachomer to answer this question. Mazaro, the child, Shelo Avar Avera Mishalel, the child of this intimacy, of this relationship. So you have a Kohen Gadol and an Alman who has a child. The child became a halal. What did he do wrong? Absolutely nothing. Says the Gemara. Yeah. So if the Zar, if the Zerah became a halal without any Avera, then he, the Almana, She'ovra Avera, Shouldn't it be obvious that if this woman slept with the Kohen Gadol and had a baby with him, and the child did nothing wrong and became a halal, the wife who did something wrong, she should for sure be a halal. That's the Gemara's Kal V'chomer. The Gemara says, not so fast. What about the Kohen Gadol? Who else mo yuchiach? The Kohen Gadol will disprove this thought because she'avar avera ve'en mischalal. The Kohen Gadol didn't become a halal because he slept and had a baby with this almana. That's a great argument. The Gemara says, well, there's something unique about a Kohen, about the Kohen Gadol, which is that he cannot become a halal. Says the Gemara, no, you can't argue that because malahusha ke'en mischalal b'chol makom. There is no precedence in halacha for a Kohen Gadol ever becoming a halal. Tomar Bahi, but in regards to the Almana, Shemis Chaleles, the Makom. She can become a halala in a variety of different ways. Kohen Gadol cannot become a halal. So says the Gemar, and even if you don't like this argument, and we'll see what this means in a moment, what uh, other argument the Gemara was thinking, but if you want to say that you don't like this argument, Omar Kra, still I have a Pasuk that teaches you that the woman will still become a Chalala. Lo yechalel zaro, lo yechulal. Who are we talking about? Zeshahaya kosher v'nishchalel. We're not talking about the child. The child was never kosher. We're talking about a woman who was kosher before she got pregnant from the Kohen Gadol. That's who we're talking about, who's v'nishchalel. So now we have a text proof. In addition to the Kal um, in order to indicate that the wife of the, not the, the Almana wife of the Kohen Gadol, she becomes a Chalala. Says the Gemara, what did the Gemara mean when it said that we needed to also consider a Pasuk? My im nafshe Chalomar. What were you saying that maybe I would still be concerned about the Shita, um, that maybe the Kalva Chomer wasn't good? Says the Gemara, because v'chitema, I might have argued, maybe by a child who was born from scratch as a Chalal, but then Omar Kral lo yechalel. Maybe over there we say that there's a chilul lo yechulal. That's why we need the pasuk to say There's a difference. You might have thought the kalva chomer to say that just like the baby became a chalal, so to the mother. But there's a discrepancy between the baby and the mother. The baby was never kosher. The baby was born as a fetus when he was born first second he was a chalal. The woman lived her whole life as a kshirim became a chalal. You might have thought that that's an unlevel playing field. And if you don't like the kalva chomer, don't worry. I still have a pasuk to bring a raya for you. That's what the Gemara says over here in order to teach us that the wife, the almana, who has a baby with the Kohen Gadol, she becomes a chalala in the process. Tanu Rabbana, Ezo hi chalala. How do we define a woman who is a chalala? The Gemara gives a cryptic answer that will get destroyed. Kol shenolda min apsulin. Any woman who's born from psulim, says the Gemara, my psulim. What type of psul are we talking about that's going to create a chalala? If you want to say just that she is puzzled to the man, well, that's not true. Because in a different case, a case of let's say that a man divorces his wife and remarries her. In the interim, she married another man. 
So Rachel and Ruvain were married. Rachel and Ruvain gets divorced. Rachel marries Shimon and gets divorced. Now Ruvain wants to marry Rachel again. That's Usher. There, the Psulalo, Rachel's not allowed to marry Ruvain again because she was married to another man in between. What's the din? She's Psulalo, but Uvanehak Sherin. So you can't tell me that the definition of a halala is a woman who's psula to the man. Because in the case of Machsir Grushaso, we see that she's psula, but the children are not halala. So that can't be the case of halala. So the Gemara therefore proves this case. So that doesn't work. So then Amar of Yehuda Hachikamar, Ezohi Halala. Let's try version number two of how to understand a halala. Says the Gemara, anyone who's born of a woman who's psula to the kahuna. Is this dependent on having a child? It's dependent on having a child. You have a case of an almana. They're usher to one another. A grusha. She's usher to, to a kohen. A zona. A woman who slept with another man. She's a sura. Even delo nolda. The kahavya chalala. So it can't be about nolda. It's not about having the child. The intimacy, the intercourse generates the psul itself. So that can't be the definition of a halal if you're saying it's based on leda and having children. So Amar Rabbah, Hachi Kamar, you're right. Ezo halala muzkeres, shelo hayala shasa kosher klal. What type of halala are we talking about where there's never been a moment of kosher for this person? Says the Gemara, eight lines or so from the bottom. We're talking about a child born from birth as a halala. She never had a moment of heksher. She was already in utero. The second she was born into the world and breathed her first breath, she was a halala. Done. My muskeres. What was the strange language that Rabbi used one line ago and said, Ezo halala muskeres? Says the Gemara, Amar of Yitzchak Baravin Hachi Kamar. Ezo hi halala she ikra midivre Torah, where we, it's very clear from the Torah that this is the case. And we don't even need, that's kol shenolda, min psule kahuna. Anyone who is born to this, Let's just take the classic example that we started with today of a male halal who has a baby with a regular Israelis. That child who's born, the girl who's born is 100% halala from birth, no questions asked. That is your prototype, your archetype of being halal. Now for the easier parts of today. Six, seven lines from the bottom. Tanu Rabbana. Almana, almana, almana. Let's say that a man is involved with three almanas. We don't yet know what the metzias is of this case. We'll analyze shortly. If he's with these three people or women with three scenarios, we'll see there's only one iser there. And grusha, 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 if he's with, again, either one woman with three ex-husbands or three women who are grushas, then it's also only one iser. And as well, if a man is with an almana, Ugrusha, she's also a divorced woman, and she's Vichalala, and she's a Zona. All four of them, says the Gemara. If Bizman Shehem Kiseder, if her Almanas, if her Isurim stacked on one another, first her husband died, then she got married and got divorced, then she slept at the Kohen Gadol and became a Chalala, then she became a Zona. If it was done Kiseder, only in this specific order, but Zinsa Vinis let's say she had Znus first and Chilul after, and then Vinis Garsha, Vinis Armala, Even though all four of these Yisurim are different, the Gemara is going to discuss this very odd presentation of the, of, of the Gemara, of the Brisa. Let's analyze. Omar Mar. 
The case of almana, 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 what was going on over there? Hi, almana, hechidami. When we said that she was a triple almana, what were the details? If a man cohabited with three different divorced women, a woman who was divorced from Ruvain and then separately from Shim, so then why then would she would he only be chayev for sleeping with that woman, those women three times? They're not even the same people. Top of I and Zion and Mephes, they're not even the same person. And Hare Shemos Muchlakim. He didn't even sleep with the same woman. There are three separate divorced women, Pashat, that he's going to be Chayev, Al Kolachas Ve'achas. Ella, it must be Sheba Al Almana Achas Sholosh Bios. Perhaps the cases where he slept with Rachel, who was divorced from Ruvain and Shimon and Levi, one warm woman. She's a serial divorcer. She's uh, she can't handle any of her marriages. So says the Gemara. Well, wait one second. Hey, Chidami, what were the details of the episodes of him sleeping with this woman? If no one gave him a fair warning, a hasra between the three moments of intimacy with Rachel, who's the serial divorcer, then pshita de because he didn't know. It's it's all achas. He only knew what he knew. He slept with her. Okay, he shouldn't have slept with her, but he didn't know that they were separate. Isurim. There was no hasra. So therefore, if there was hasra, then we know that it's enochay achas. And if you want to say on the fourth line, ela de asrube and if every time he was about to be intimate with this woman, he, they said she's also divorced from Shimon, and then he goes and sleeps with her. And then the next episode, he's also divorced. She's also divorced from from Levi. So then, in that case, If he got hasra, he should be chayv three times over. After all, We learned this case in Masechas Nazir. He's a lush. He's got the camel pack filled with wine, total alcoholic, and he's a nazir. Terrible combination. He's sitting there pounding. One iser of eating grapes, great product, says the Gemara. If, quoting this Mishnah from Nazir, if Amrulo al tishte al tishte, if every time he makes a bore priya gafen, they say, stop, you're a Nazir, you're not allowed to drink, and then who shows and he drinks, so we see precedence that when there's fair warning between the individual isurim, you're not, you're not. it's not helamachas, you're So back to our case, if we have warnings, if you have warnings, you're chayv three times over. And if you have no warnings, you're chayv once. So therefore, what is our case of almana lo tzricha? It must be shabal almanas reuven, shahayasa almanas shimon, shahayasa almanas levi. We're talking about one woman who had three husbands. Maudetema hareshemos muchlokim kamash malan gufim muchlokim bo'inon veleka. Rachel was married to Shimon and she got divorced. Rachel was married to Ruvain and got divorced. Rachel was married to Levi and they got divorced. Now on the document, those marriages look different. Rachel to husband one, Rachel to husband two, Rachel to husband three. But we don't just need Rachel to be, we need it to be Gufi Muchlakim also, that she's also different. That was the Habamina. I might have thought that Rachel, who was married to three different men and now divorced from all three of them, that they're considered to be three different Kamash Malan, that that's only one Isser. She's one woman and that's not Gufi Muchlakim. That was the Chiddush of the case of Almana, Almana, Almana. And 10, 11 lines down on Ayin Zayin Amid Beis, the Gemara says, what about the case of Almana Ugrusha Bechalala Zona? Hai Tana, Maika Savar, what is this weird shita that only if a woman first became an Almana and then became a Grusha and then became a Chalala and then became a Zona, 
would she only be a chayiv in that case? Says the Gemara, If you say that Isurim are stackable, that when you do one Misa, you can violate multiple Isurim, Almana, Grusha, Chalal, Azona, four Isurim, at one time, if you say that Isur is Chalal Isur, so then, Ikasavar Isur Chalal Isur, then Ipchamai. Then who cares if the list is reversed? Our Mishnah said that it's only Kiseder Hadvarim. But if you say Isser is Chalal Isser, who cares in what order she became something? Doesn't matter. If Isser is Chalal Isser, then Isser is Chalal Isser. And because of her Eimcha Isser Chalal Isser, and if you say that Isserim are not stackable, and you're only, you can only violate one Isser at a time, so then Afilu Kiseder Hazen Namilo. Even if it's spitz, you did it perfectly. First she was an almana, and then she was, then it doesn't matter. It's ain't iser, chalal iser. It's only one iser. You can't, it's just the first iser of almana. Whatever whatever happens first. So Amar Rava. Here's what's going on in our brisa. The brisa that we learned at the bottom of Ayin Zayin Amadala. Amar Rava haitana iser, chalal iser, lesle. Please listen. This is, sub, this is very subtle. There is no iser, chalal iser. According to our Mishnah, there's no such thing as stackable isurim. There is not so, you can't sleep with this one woman who has four statuses of isur on her and get those four different isurim. But instead, what is our time to hold of isur mosif isle? So it's not isur one, isur two, isur three, isur four. It's isur one that is now more and more and more and more usur. It's one isur that gets more swollen in time because. You, you're not stacking different Isurim, but you're compounding the one Isur that you have. That's Isur Mosif Islay. So let's go through it. Almana starts out as a Surah the coin God of the Sharia coin Hedjot. And then Havyale Grusha, which is Migudi Tosafla Isur the Gabe coin Hedjot. Now we're adding because we didn't have the Grusha before, and because it's Usur by a regular coin, now that we have the actual Isur of the. Um, now that the actual Isser of the Almana, we're adding to the coin Gadol's Isser of Grusha. Uh, yeah, and then Ve'adayin Shari Lamechal the Truma. At this point, it's still permissible for her to eat Truma. When she becomes a Chalala by doing something even worse, she became a, a Grusha. She's a Grusha married to a coin Gadol. Now, Migu du Itosaf Isur Lamechal the Truma. Itosaf Isur Lagabe coin Gadol. We're not, again, it's not Isser Chalal Isser. But it's compounding that first iser with more facets. It's making it more a, a bigger iser. Says the Gemara, La zona, zona, my iser mosif ispa. What extra layer of zona is there? He's already got all of these different isurim in place. Says the Gemara, Amar Rav Chana bar Rav Katina hold the shames nus posel be Israel. And Rashi, a third of the way down, says over here, Kigon sheim zinsa tachtav neeseres al baila. There's an iser to the baal. Therefore, over there, we have our four layers. And therefore, Isser Mosif is in a very specific order because had it been out of order, it wouldn't have been Mosif to the previous thing. It needs to be Kaseder Hadvarim. Not because of Isser Chalal Isser. This Tana might hold that there is no Isser Chalal Isser. But there is Isser Mosif. And Isser Mosif requires a very specific organized formula of adding facets of Isser to the first Isser. So it started out with the Isser of Almana. Then we added the Isser of Grusha. Then we added the Isser of Halala. Then we added the Isser of Zona. That's what the Gemara says. We're halfway down. And the last of the very short lines, we're going to learn about 10 more lines and then stop. Sorry for all these longer shoes. They're just longer blot. 
I'm not Rabbi Resnick. I don't know how he does it. Okay. Says the Gemara, Tani Tana Kami. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but they're great stories. Yeah. It's also, oh, that was a great line. That was the guns are out. That was a great line. Okay, Tani Tana Kami Rav There was a Tana who brought a Brisa. Oh, wait, I should say a Brisa was brought in front of Rav Sheshes. The Tana didn't talk to Rav Sheshes. They didn't overlap. But a Brisa was brought in front of Rav Sheshes. Kol Shehu B'Yikach. Anyone who is marriageable to a Kohen, harehu beloyikach, that then can trigger the Isra of loyikach if that person's an almana. Kol she'eno biyikach, anyone who's not marriageable to a Kohen, eno beloyikach, then there should be no concern about loyikach making that person a chalala, with one exception. Prat lekohen she a Kohen gadol sheba al achoso almana. This is a an extremely odd scenario. A Kohen gadol sleeps with his sister, who's an almana. Okay? So the Kohen Gadol, let's say his name is Chaim. He has a sister whose name is Chana. Chana was married to Ruvain, and Ruvain died. The Kohen Gadol then sleeps with his sister Chana, who's not only his sister, but is also an almana. This is not a very good idea, but that's what happened. The Gemara says, Amar lei do Amar Lachmani, who would the author of this brisa be? It must be Rib Shimonhi do Amar Ain Isser Chal Al Isser, because he says the brisa says it's uh, it's Prat Lakoin Gadol, where we see that there is uh, no stacking of Isurim. It's only the Isser of Achoso for the Kohen Gadol, but not the Isser of Almana. That must be Ain Isser Chal Al Isser. What is the classical example of Enus or Chalal Isser? It is this. Titania, three lines into the wide lines. Rib Shimon Omer, Ha'ochel Nevela Biyoma Kippurim, he is putter from the Kares of Yom Kippur. So let's say that you're starving. Let's say that you uh, need to eat food, life and death. You walk out of Makor, you go around the corner, you go through the drive through at McDonald's or Burger King, whatever. What is it? It's McDonald's, and you eat Nevela. So the, the din is that you're chayev on nevela, but you're not chayev kares. Why? That's shitas rib shimon. And de'ira bonon. Had it been not like the rab, not like rib shimon, but like rabbanon who held of iser chalal iser. So then ha'amre iser chalal iser. Then the sister, the, the Kohen would have been chayev on two things, on achoso and on almana. But that's not what the Bryce has said. Elamai. It must be that the Bryce is only Shita Asrib Shimon. Says the Gemara, not necessarily true. Five lines into the wide lines. It could even be that the Bryce that was taught in front of Rav Sheshis is like the Rabbanon. When do we say, according to the Rabbanon, that we stack Yisurim, that Isser is Chalal Isser? That's only in certain cases. That's when a more Chamor Isser is being added to a less Chamor Isser. Aval, in our case, where the Isser Kal of Almana is being added al Isser Chamor of Achoso Lochayim, then he would agree that it's a case of Ein Isser Chal al Isser, and therefore this Brisa that was brought to Rav Sheshes could be understood both according to Rav Shimon and according to the Rabbanon. Ika de Amre, some say that the analysis of this Brisa was a little bit different. It says the Gemara six lines into the wide lines on Ayin Zayin Amud Beis, Ahamani, it may be our Brisa is Rabbanon he, de Amre Isr Chalal Isr, Vichy Amre Rabbanon Isr Chalal Isr, Hanimili Isr Chamar Al Isr Kal, but in our case, Aval Isr Kal Al Isr Chamor Lo Chayal. Perhaps our Brisa is talking about where the Isr Kal of Almana of a Kohen Gadol is added only after the Isr of Achoso, which is an Isr Chamor. So he would say, Ein Isr Chal Al Isr. 
And to Ereb Shimon, perhaps Reb Shimon would not have said this way. Perhaps Ereb Shimon hashed Isr Chamor al Isr Kal Lochayil Isr Kal al Isr Chamor Mibaya. Perhaps Reb Shimon wouldn't have fit with our Mishnah. So the Gemara says, no, it even could have been Reb Shimon. I might have thought that Isr Kahuna is shiny, and therefore Reb Shimon would say a little bit different. He would say that there is ain Isr Chal al Isr. Kamash Malan, that, uh, that's not what he would say over here. So therefore, our Mishnah could be understood both by Rib Shimon and by the Shita of the Rabbanon. And here we learned about a beautiful distinction between Isr Chal al-Isr and Isr Mosif. Isr Chal al-Isr is where we stack Isurim, and Isr Mosif is where we take one Isr and compound it with facets of other Isurim. We'll stop right here. Tomorrow's show will be recorded and posted. Wishing you all a beautiful night.